that's why a lot of my home decor is neutral because then there's some times when I want to do pops of color and it's easier for me to go to the store, buy a few things that are around that color that I can throw in my space and not overspend a lot of money to recreate a whole new vibe. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. And today my guest is a very near and dear friend to my heart. Her name is Desiree. And Desiree and I actually met through our network marketing company. We did network marketing together for a number of years. And you're going to hear through this episode that this woman has such an incredible light and joy that radiates from within her. It's so contagious. Like I literally cannot stop smiling every time I have a conversation with this woman. And Des is someone who you will learn through this podcast episode and her story that has had a vision that is so much bigger than her to really impact and influence the way people show up in the world through her gift of architecture and design. And you're going to learn what it looks like to take action despite a fear and follow your dreams, even when it doesn't make sense and even when it feels scary. So in this episode, Des talks about how 2020 completely shifted the landscape of her life as a new mom, as a new business owner, as a wife and working full-time, when all of that completely changed when she got a phone call and some unexpected news and how this one seemingly difficult situation actually created a springboard and an opportunity for her to step more fully into her gifts. We dive deep into the energy behind home design and home decor and why home design and home decor actually is a reflection of your worth in this world and how you show up. We dive into the importance of your energy and self-care and how you can really co-create a space that enhances your energy, that enhances your vibration and allows you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're someone who maybe is struggling with identifying with your home, identifying with your space or creating an environment that nurtures you, that inspires you and also holds space for the entire family, then this episode is going to give you so much insight and tools and permission on how to design your home to really reflect you and your style and also create a space that works for all the people in your family, not just you. My guest today is Desiree Washington, and she is a hybrid when it comes to designing and styling. With an architecture background as an architecture graduate from RPI and having a minor in human factors in design, otherwise known as human psychology, Des looks at the world through a different lens. As a former lighting consultant of almost seven years, she helped design professionals with lighting design and immediately emerged as an upcoming designer, specializing in providing design solutions of all types. Through her professional experience over the years, Des has worked to master distorting perspectives, brightening spaces, beautifying realities, and optimizing space through different techniques that she's implemented. She also has a passion in inspiring young minority women to raise their highest potential 
by navigating lack of resources, instilled old generational beliefs around business and family, and overcoming fears from past traumas. She's a huge fan of sharing a little bit of DIY and transformations that inspires anyone to try them in their own home. And now she's a full-time working stay-at-home mom that shares her life through the lens of not only an entrepreneur, but how to balance work and life mutually. I'm so excited and honored to celebrate this incredible woman in my life and share her with you. Let's dive into the episode. Desiree Washington, I'm so excited for this conversation. I feel like this is such a, um, oh my God, like full circle moment because our relationship goes back so far. And, you know, when we first, we, we met through network marketing and you had this big vision and this big dream and to live life on your terms. And here you are now, like you're your own boss, you call the shots and you are fully in your purpose. And so I'm so honored and grateful and excited to have you as a guest here on the show. And what I love about you so much is you are, you're like genuine vibrancy. Like I see you and I can't help but smile, like your energy and your light and your vibrancy and your positivity is so contagious. And you truly have this like willingness to put yourself in uncomfortable situations and to grow and to evolve and, and you're relentless in that pursuit. And so these are things that Mm -hmm. I truly love and acknowledge about you. And I'm just grateful for you being here. Oh, thank you. You make me cry. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. I just got goosebumps just listening to all of that because it seems like it was literally yesterday that um, I was in the room in front of so many people sharing my my purpose and just being in tears and trying to figure that out. And like you said, here I am. <laughs> mm, isn't it amazing when you really like reflect back on like how much can change in such a short period of time? Like it's insane. Like yes. people think that a year is a long time or six months is a long time. And just what you've done in less than a year is fucking amazing. And I'm so excited to talk about that. So let's, let's do it. So tell me girl, what is one boldly courageous thing that you've done recently? Ooh, well, we were just talking about this um, before we hit record and it is hiring my husband in my business, which is actually my first uh, employee in my business, which is a little scary because I, um, I haven't seen myself as having a whole lot of people on my team kind of thing, but the fact that it's only been a year being in my business and I'm already reaching out for help to uh, put out all the responsibilities that I have in my business is a huge moment for me. And uh, it's, it's really um, a way of seeing how I can actually give back to my family and also how I can leave a legacy for my son. So mm-hmm. literally manifesting what I saw myself doing a few years ago. And I'm just getting the goosebumps because I'm seeing how my, my own home is changing so quickly. And a year ago, we were just at a place of um, just so much uncertainty. And now that we are here a year later, I'm celebrating branching out and just taking on another fear, another fear that I um, held back from doing for so long. Mm, oh gosh, I, I have goosebumps. Like I love this. And I want to talk about fear for a second. Cause obviously, you know, mm. the name of the podcast is boldly courageous and you are somebody who I have watched take action despite a fear you've invested in yourself. Maybe you, yes. this is your first time hiring your team and your business, but you have hired coaches and you've bought courses and you've invested in yourself in multiple ways. So take us back yes. two years ago, right? I want people to hear 
kind of the journey because I think it's relatable and it's important, especially today in today's world where so many people are feeling unfulfilled, they're feeling stuck, they want to take that leap. Can you take us back mm. to, you know, what that, what this journey has really looked like and what brought you to this beautiful place of being a full-time entrepreneur? Yes, absolutely. So two years ago was where I got, I would say the vision and what I really want to do with my life. So I am really big on um, my faith and my religion. And I felt like for so long, I had this feeling in my heart that I should be doing so much more. Uh, I was working in uh, lighting design at the time. So I was still doing creative things. I went to school for architecture. So it wasn't like too far of a deviation from there. And I was in a position where my company continued to excel me through the company. I was able to take on responsibilities that uh, honestly, I was um, a little scared to take on because it was just outside of my norm. Um, but at the same time, I felt this tension inside of me that I could be doing more. And I felt like I wanted to do something that was a little bit more creative than what I was doing. But I was getting a lot of resistance around that because I was fearful of uh, just some old beliefs that I had with being an entrepreneur. Uh, I watched my parents both own um, companies when I was younger, and I also watched their journey and their struggles in terms of how to have a sustainable business uh, that was also a family-run business too. And I think that I had a lot of old traumas from what happened um, with them ending their businesses uh, so early into their careers. So I was watching them as a child and figuring out what was going to work, what wasn't gonna work. And um, I ended up hiring a mentor to really help me figure out if this is something that I really want to do full time or if it was just a hobby kind of thing. And I didn't want it to necessarily be a hobby that I just literally did on the side. I really did see myself as doing something um, full time to be able to give back to people in a way that I wasn't giving back to in my full time job. So. When I reached out to a mentor to help me um, get a clearer vision, it was really scary because for one, it was a big investment, investment, like a big, a really, really big investment that I felt really uncomfortable with at the time because I had just paid for a down payment on my home. I had a lot of student loan debt from college that I was still carrying over on top of credit card debt too. So I had a lot of just bills that uh, I didn't think I could really invest in, in, inside of myself. But I remember saying out loud to my mentor that, uh, you know what, I don't think I really have the money to make this work. And when I said it out loud, it, it was like, it was almost like a big pressure inside of me that built up because it was almost like I was telling myself, I am not worth this amount of money. And actually, I'm not even worth this number to invest inside of myself. And who knows how far I'll propel from taking this leap of faith. So um, when I said that out loud was when I knew that I had to make a change. I knew I wasn't happy with what I was currently doing in my life. And I knew that if I were to invest into a mentor that could really guide me and just overcome a lot of the traumas and the fears that I was facing, then I felt more confident in stepping into um, what my vision was um, at the time. So I worked through that for a whole year and just took on uh, little fears at a time. And the fear that manifested honestly was like in my home. I remember it like it was yesterday. There was a project that I wanted to go on inside of my home, but I was afraid to do it because I was afraid of ruining something. Uh, and I also was afraid of just taking chances on my ability. 
And when I actually took on, it was a small bathroom space that I had in my house. When I took on that project was when I felt like everything else um, manifested in my business and also my purpose, because then I was able to take bigger risks and it just, my whole entire mentality changed around risk taking. Uh, so when I actually uh, started my business last January, I did at the same time that I had a full-time um, full job. So I was literally doing two jobs full-time and I was still a new mom as well because I had my son um, in 2019. So he'll be two in March. So I was still like new to learning um, entrepreneurship and also being a mom and the balance of also being a wife and all the things. And then COVID hit three months after that. And that is when I really felt like my world fell apart in a, in a matter of a few seconds because the job that I put so much of my time and attention into for almost seven years, just in a blink of a, an, an eye, just let me go. And I prepared for this moment because I remember hearing, honestly, your story a few years ago about how uh, you lost your job in corporate America where you were climbing up the corporate ladder and all of a sudden they just let you go. That really sunk in with me because I, I knew that that could be me at any given moment too. I knew that things weren't permanent in life. And so that was where I really started having plan B's and plan C's, like just in case anything did happen. So when they did let me go um, from that job, even though it felt like it was a big loss at that time, it was also a, a blessing in disguise because at the same time, my business was picking up so fast to the point that I really couldn't handle um, taking on clients the way that I wanted to. I couldn't show up in the way that I wanted to because I didn't have the time. I didn't have the energy. So when they did let me go, it was the best thing because then I made time to actually put into my self-care and I made time for my clients. And ever since then, I just took I just took the vision and ran with it for the whole entire year. I just stepped up and um, took on different projects that were a little bit outside of my comfort zone. And even within my own personal life, like taking on meditation, which is something I never did before. Um, so all the things that I really wanted to do for so long, I was now able to do it because that, that job that I felt like was holding me back really propelled me into where I really um, am supposed to be. And so here I am now um, talking to you and um, just really going through that journey looks like uh, figuring out not only what my vision really was, my purpose was, but how I took on um, little fears at a time to help me take on bigger fears. And so now I'm able to take on more bigger fears and just growing and just really growing from there and getting getting uncomfortable and taking messy act action to do it. Mm. Wow, this is so freaking good, Des. Like I'm over here like, yeah, goose, we're gonna have goosebumps this whole conversation, which I'm excited <laughs> about. But yes. I, I, wanna, I wanna anchor in this moment, right? Of you getting this phone call and finding out that your, you know, your career and your financial stability is shifting, right? Because I remember mm -hmm. what that felt like for me. And even in 2019, when our network marketing company that we were both a part of restructured, it was that similar feeling for me. And I remember like the thoughts and the feelings. So what was the process that you went through deciding to follow this path, right? Because as I would see it, as I would imagine, you probably had two choices. One, find another job or right. two, go all in on your business. So what was that mm -hmm. conversation like with yourself? And how did you ultimately come to the decision that you were going all in on you and your business? Mm, so that was definitely a process. Um, I don't want to say that it happened overnight because it definitely didn't. 
I feel like with anything that you lose in life, you have to go through the process that your body goes through with grieving and acceptance and all of that thing. So, I mean, I, I still have some um, things I am working through, um, I would say, because I had just so much emotion tied to that job. But I think the first thing was just being present and acknowledging that it was a loss and it was okay to feel a little bit hurt, um, some anger that was there, maybe some disbelief. I had to really be present with a lot of those emotions that were coming up. And I didn't want to ignore it. I knew that if I just ignored it and buried it really deep, then I wasn't healing properly. And, and I knew that in order for me to step into the calling that I felt like I was getting, um, I really needed to heal properly because I knew the kind of clients I was going to be getting was probably going to be going through the same um, emotions as well. And they were. I ended up calling in a lot of the same kind of clients that were experiencing that same thing of loss and, and grieving um, for, for some time. But uh, the reason why I really stepped into my purpose and not to look for other work was because I think that my job kind of gave me a lot of traumas around just corporate lifestyle, I would say, because I was, I did, I did want to be my own boss. It's just that I didn't think that I was going to have enough money and to support that vision and all the benefits that I felt like came with my job. I felt like I was going to lose for some time, but I just, I just had this burning feeling inside of me that I knew I was meant for more. And I knew that I needed to really step into this calling because it was just going to bother me. I mean, I had times in the past before before when I started trying to figure out this is really what I wanted to do full time that made me just feel so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable and just having to face, well, the uncertainty and like, oh, do I, can I really do this? I, I was tired of feeling those feelings. And I saw that the more I continued to invest into myself and my business, that more was manifesting that felt really good to me. And I wasn't feeling that within my, within my job. I didn't feel like I could grow um, exponentially. And I didn't feel like I really had full control over just anything, anything really. And so I got used to just um, being able to create things that I wanted to create and that no one else could really take away from me. And I just kept on anchoring into those things and manifesting all those things in, into my life. And I, and I loved it. I loved the feeling of that and having that kind of control that I just didn't feel like I had um, in my job. So I knew I wasn't gonna be able to find that anywhere else, but within my own um, my own journey, my own business. Mm. And I acknowledge you for that because you are, you living in your purpose is giving other women permission to do the same, right? I always believe that when we go big, other women go big as well. And you've yes. mentioned a couple of things that I want to highlight. You've mentioned self-care mm -hmm. a couple of times. You've mentioned manifestation. You've mentioned energy. You've mentioned emotions and grief and all these things. So I'd love to hear mm -hmm. how does your home create space for all of that because I know you're really big on obviously home decor like but but home decor is so much more than that right for me I experience yes. my home as a container to support emotions and self-care and grief so how does your home reflect that for you mm, this is interesting because uh two years ago actually the same time that we we're talking about when I first started with this vision uh, my home was actually a manifestation of something that I didn't want. My home, I would say, was a transition from my lifestyle. So at the time, I didn't have a lot of time to invest into my home. So we moved from a two-bedroom apartment um, into a bigger home. And I feel like that, that journey within itself is what a lot of people go through, where they think that home decor is really expensive, and they just put things in their space that 
um, well, function, but maybe they necessarily don't like the thing that's there. Uh, that was me for some time. I felt like I was um, modern farmhouse, I describe it as, which was my decor style, I thought at the time, because I was watching other people do modern farmhouse, and I thought that it was good for me. And so my home um, just made me honestly feel uncomfortable a lot of the times, because I was like, this style doesn't feel like this is really what I should be doing. And um, at the same time, because I didn't really have the time to do it because I was working so much, um, my home was a reflection of that. And so when I actually put in the time in my home to figure out what, what decor style is really mine and also how my home environment can influence my behavior because I'm really big on how the human, um, the human body responds to different things within your home because I also have a, a minor in psychology too. So I'm really big with like how colors will influence things, um, textures, light, all of those things that we talk about as interior designers. Um, I am really big on teaching that. It's just that manifesting it in my own home was a problem in the beginning. But the more I became aware and what Desiree really needed and what Desiree loved to live in and be in was when I was able to design my home spaces to manifest that. So I started off with like my bathroom because that was a smaller area um, and it was a place that we used a lot. And then I grew from there. I started taking on things like my closet, which is now the space that um, I start all my clients in. Um, and I can like go over <laughs> all of that stuff too. But um, moving from the closet to my bedroom and all those areas that are really big on um, self-care and how we show up in the world was where I started putting a lot of my attention into. So I started um, learning, learning a little bit more about those spaces because we weren't really taught that in school neither. We weren't really taught um, how to really design those spaces. But the more I became aware on what I needed was when I felt like my purpose and my vision for what I really want to do within my life, which is manifest into the spaces that I was doing in my home. Because now that I had the time to do so, mm. I was able to share it on a, on a bigger level. I was able to share it on my social media page, which before two years ago, there were like no pictures of home decor on my page because mm -hmm. I was afraid of opening my home up to people. I was afraid of judgment. And I knew that it wasn't a good reflection of me. But the more that I shared my journey and what I was going through, the pain points and everything like that is when I really started to see not only my home manifest into um, a place where I really wanted to be, but also I saw more people were seeing that I was going through that transition. They wanted to do the same thing in their home. So I started growing my social media to be a reflection of that. And then my business manifested into that as well. But it all started really with just like little home products in my home that um, I really wanted to spend a lot of time in. Mm. I believe so much in energy in each space and each room carries like a specific energy with it. And this is something for me personally, as I'm tapping more into the different archetypes or different roles that I play in my life, like I'm getting able to play with the energy of different rooms. Like, so for mm. example, like the yes. CEO version of me has a space to go to in her office and she doesn't really spend a lot of time in the bedroom, right? So the, mm -hmm. the like softer, more feminine side of me would feel more nurtured in the bedroom versus like maybe yes. the more like chill hangout like connected version of me is going to hang out in the heart of the home which would be like the living room or dining room so for mm -hmm. someone for for the women listening that are feeling disconnected from their bodies and unsure of what role they're meant to play how can spaces mm -hmm. in their home influence that and how can they start alchemizing the energy in their home to reflect the type of energy that they want to step into? 
Ooh, so first what I like to do is I like to, um, so I'm also a type A personality, so I'm <laughs> yeah. a planner. Uh, so um, of course this approach may not work for everyone, but what I like to do is I like to first write out what responsibilities I have and what my needs are. And when I'm able to do that, then I literally categorize that on, well, what kind, what kind of environment will cultivate this kind of need? And so throughout my house, like I have like little areas that um, pertain to those needs. So for example, like my home office space is actually a multi, a multifunctional space. Like my home office is in a, in a playroom, which sounds insane. Um, but for me, I like to be in an area where that is playful and creative. And my playroom is a good reflection of that because I literally watch my son interact with different things. And it is a place, it's a, it's a place where I can also get that energy that he has, that young, youthful, playful, high energy vibes. And it literally manifests into my office and what I'm thinking. And so, yeah, it may be a lot of moving parts and maybe it could be a little crazy for some people. Um, but for me, like that is where I thrive. I thrive in environments that remind me to have fun, remind, remind me to be creative and to step outside of the box. And for me, that is my playroom space. But if I am doing some self-care stuff and I really want to just focus in on um, just being peace, peaceful and quiet and less stressed, then for me, that's like my home vanity in my bedroom. Uh, so it, like I said, it really just depends on what those needs are, but being able to figure out what your needs are, breaking up in categories, and then how you can create little micro homes within your home to home all of those things, I think will cultivate that energy. And then you're able to duplicate that wherever you go throughout your home. So I can, I actually work in different places by my home. I may have a home office, but some days I don't feel like being in my office. Maybe sometimes I'll be in my dining room where right now my dining room is like all the feminine vibes, like there's pinks everywhere. There's whites and creams. It's very airy. There's a lot of natural sunlight in that room. Um, so sometimes I'll work in there if I'm feeling more in my feminine energy. But yeah, it just really just depends on um, how you set up those little micro homes. And then you can just move um, based on how you're feeling for the day to move into those spaces to be to be better and elevate to where you need to be. Mm. So this sounds very freeing to me and very fluid, right? So it's not as rigid where, yes, you might have like some designated areas and there's intention behind it, but there's also like fluidity with it as well, which is beautiful right. for someone who's so A-type, right? Because it actually gives you more room for play and creativity, which is your yes. feminine, right? So it sounds to me like you're creating a really healthy balance between this structured, like masculine energy and also like mm -hmm. the creative flow feminine, which there's room for both. So I love that you, Absolutely. I love that you shared that. Now, my question is you don't live alone, right? So you have right. a family. <laughs> so how do you create right. these spaces, but also navigate the needs of a multifunctional family at the same time? Yeah, I've been getting this question actually a lot lately, which is interesting because I don't think I actually honestly like really cared a whole lot about what <laughs> my family thought um, until now, because now we're at home more than ever. So everyone is sharing the space more than ever. And now is actually where I am asking my husband, Kyle, like, hey, what kind of things do you like? What are your needs? And it's, it's funny because um, I have been getting a lot of comments from people asking like, what is your, how does your husband like living in a lot of white? And like, does he really like, does he really care about things in your um, space? So uh, I say that it does depend on who you're living with and um, if they also care to be involved. I know for, in our case, I, having open communication is really key here. And um, being able to really understand 
what they like and what they their needs are. I actually create a lot of neutral um, palette places throughout my house, just in case if Kyle wants to have some kind of input on um, on a space. But I know for me, like we have separate spaces throughout the house. So even though I may have my own little corner in our bedroom, Kyle has a man cave down in the basement that's like all his space. So we kind of separate our home spaces to have like places that are just for that specific person. And then the common areas is where we um, have communication in terms of, hey, how do you see us using this space? And what things do you like to see? What makes you feel really good? And um, being able to really understand that, I think will help kind of give, be a little give and take, just like any relationship is, is a little give and take and being able to come on a neutral ground in terms of what you both need and what you both like. So um, for those that have kids, it may be the same case. Maybe their um, their bedrooms is where, like that's their sanctuary. So I, I try to tell people like, don't throw, don't project your ideas onto what their space is. Have an open dialogue and figure out um, what they like and let their let their space be a reflection of them. And it's more personal to them too that they'll feel more comfortable in those spaces. So. Like for my for my son, I have a little uh, nursery for him. Uh, of course, he's still too young to really know um, <laughs> home decor things, but I know what things he likes. And so I, I do put those things in his bedroom so that he makes sure that when he's sleeping or when he's in there playing, that uh, it, it does is a reflection of him and he's able to be in there and it's his space. And he, he's already learning that he's only he'll be two in March, but he's already knowing that this is this is where I sleep. This is where I play. And this is my space. And so teaching that really young is really important, too. It's so beautiful. It just sounds like having open communication and being willing to compromise. There's always a solution, mm-hmm. right? I love that. Now you got you know, and a lot of my listeners know, I just moved to Atlanta, and when I got here, I didn't have any furniture. It was like a blank canvas, and Ooh, I love it was. Ex- I know it's like <laughs> you're like my love language, and also it's fucking terrifying because you're like, I, yes. I find myself like getting down, going down rabbit holes on some of these different websites or like randomly perusing home goods. And I get anxiety and I get overwhelmed because I don't have a clear picture of what I want or I do and I can't find it, or I'm not sure like how to organize my space. So while a blank canvas can feel really exciting, it can also feel really daunting. And I know for a lot of people, they will end up with spaces that feel uninviting or mm-hmm. feel uninspiring because they don't know what feels inviting or what feels inspiring. So for the person mm-hmm. listening that really isn't in love with their space and isn't feeling that excited, connected, co-creative energy, what's what's mm. maybe like the first couple of steps that they can take to start to add some color or texture or what have you to that canvas in a way that's going to really feel mm. supportive? Yes, this is exactly where I was um, when I moved from my apartment into my house. So I understand that's that scary feeling because it is scary because it's a lot of different rooms to like design, right? I mean, like you just go in and you just have like certain certain things and you're like, oh my gosh, like what furniture should I get? Is it gonna be too big? Is it too small? Um, and that's a lot of the pain points that I really had to work through in the beginning. But um, I think that what's helped me is first, understanding what I love to be in and what my family loves to be in. So I take the approach of, well, if you like to be, if you like to go to a spa, then how can you recreate environments in your home to reflect that 
spar off vibe feelings. And so I like literally take a mental note of all the things I love to be in. Like I love to be in nature. I love to be in spas. Uh, I love to wear like lighter colored clothes most of the time. Um, so it really is a matter of understanding what, what environments do you love to be in? And also like, how do you like to show up in the world? How do you like to dress? And this is where I say that fashion and home decor are directly linked because our bodies are homes too. And how we dress our bodies is like a moving home is how I see it. So we go mm. our home and our clothes. And so usually if you feel really good in the clothes that you are wearing, that is a good sign on probably your decor style and what things you like to live inside within your home. So if you like to like wear like airy clothes, things that are freeing and like that are like brighter colors, then you probably like to be in brighter environments in your home, which means that your home decor could be more of a neutral palette, but it could maybe have pops of color that are colors that you like to be in. So my bathroom, for example, is all blue. It's probably the most color I actually have in my home in terms of my walls because I love to be in spas a lot. I love to be in water and around things in nature like that. So my all my walls are a dark blue color, which I know sounds scary to some people like using, like throwing color on walls, but blue naturally is a color. It makes you calm, relaxed. It reminds you of the ocean. And so when, you, when I'm in my bathroom, it like my whole body literally changes into those vibes. Like I literally feel like I'm like, in the ocean or on the beach somewhere. Um, so I like to understand colors and how they influence my behavior. And that's why a lot of my home decor is neutral because then there's sometimes when I wanna do pops of color and it's easier for me to go to the store, buy a few things that are around that color that I can throw in my space and not overspend a lot of money to recreate a whole new vibe. So mm -hmm. I keep my, my home decor all neutral throughout my house. And then I change it out throughout the season. So I'll throw in, I'll change out like my artificial stems maybe to like make it feel more spring or summer. And it doesn't require a whole lot of money to make those little changes. But um, another tip that I use too is um, when it comes to home furnishings, I'm also really careful with where I shop. Uh, I know that my home stuff might get damaged in my home because I have a little, a little baby running around. For me, I like to actually um, shop on like places like Marketplace, basic Marketplace or Macari. Things where they have a lot of things that are um, that people are maybe selling that maybe has a little bit of damage or maybe it's used. And it's another way for me to cut corners. So I'm really good with maximizing my budget um, in that way too. And it helps me be able to furnish my home much faster because now I'm like, I don't have to spend so much money on like designer names and stuff like that. And But maybe I can find a furniture piece that is really close to that and still gives me the vibes that I'm looking for in my space. So different ways to kind of answer that question. Um, but... Yeah, just really trying try to understand really what you love first and start small. Start with an area that you use the most, like your bedroom, and then kind of grow from there. Because mm. the bedroom is honestly going to influence you the most out of all spaces in your home because that is where you get dressed. That's where you sleep. That's where you do a lot of like those things that helps you to go throughout your day. So the bedroom is easier for people to start in. And then even smaller than that is the closet. And then you can kind of grow from there. You're connecting so many dots for me on this. I love how you shared like that your wardrobe is a reflection of your decor style. And this is giving me some insight and permission too into 
the energy in each room, like I shared earlier, like the CEO version of me probably dresses and acts a little bit differently than like the more relaxed partner version of me. Like if I'm in relationship or even just in a relationship with myself. So how I might want to be in my bedroom and how I would dress in here would be very different than how I would show up in my office. And so not only can your outfit be a reflection of that, of like your power suit or, you know, your comfy cozies, right? but mm-hmm. also the space that you create around it. So I love that. So it's such yes. a beautiful way to anchor it in. And I love experiences. Like that's my love language. One of my love languages. Right. <laughs> and so I'm actually getting yes. ready to go on a like little luxury retreat weekend to a high vibe hotel Ooh. and go to a spa. Right. And so mm-hmm. I, I love that you shared that because it's, it's about bringing that awareness and that presence to how your body feels in those different scenarios. And then how can I yes create that in my home environment. And that's ultimately what's going to support your relationship, your ability to co-parent, um, your ability to be a business owner or whatever version of you that you want to step into. And I love, I think that that's going to give yeah. a lot of people so much insight when they go to make those buying decisions of furniture or decor mm-hmm. or pillows of like, how does this, what emotion does this evoke versus does this look yes. good? Right. So right. two different things. Oh, absolutely. Definitely two different things because something may look good, but if it doesn't make you feel good, then, mm. <laughs> then what's the point, right? <laughs> exactly. Thank you for being beautiful and let it go. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So I know just from knowing you over the past few years and even just seeing what you've done in the past year in your business, that you are a visionary. And that's the creative artistic side of you going to architecture school, being a designer, like there's vision behind everything that you do. So I'm curious to know when you look out over the next five to 10 years, what is the vision that you see that you want to bring to life? Like, what does that vision look like for you? Well, first of all, future Desiree is a hot chick. (laughs) (laughs) Current Desiree. Sense of the word. (laughs) Current Desiree is a hot chick. Let's just say that. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, But future Desiree, oh, wow. She is, oh my gosh. It's even hard to even put into words because she is just like a whole vibe um, but I, w- I love to anchor into what future Desiree would do in a lot of scenarios because I feel like that is what's helping me to elevate and um, take on challenges the way that I'm taking on because I always say like, hey, how would future Desiree do this? Um, and she is filled with just so much confidence to the point where just nothing scares her. She just walks through life as if she's just like walking through thin air. Um, but also, I see I see myself in like five to 10 years um, just being a, a, a leader that really can see people's potential and just be able to take it out of them and elevate them to that next level. I think I'm really good at that also with my clients too. It's just like, I'm really good at seeing what people um, are able to do in the future, but maybe they have just roadblocks that are blocking blocking that vision and what that is for them. And so um, I see myself kind of just giving back in that kind of way, not necessarily only my business, but like anyone that comes into my light, I want to just be able to like duplicate this light everywhere else and just use myself as an example that, hey, like you don't have to, this may be your current reality, but it doesn't have to stay your reality. And this is how you can go into those, those places that maybe seem scary to you at this time, or maybe seem a little a little bit uncomfortable. I want to be able to like draw all of that out of them and 
duplicate that wherever I go. So I see myself running multiple businesses, honestly, um, but multiple business, businesses in terms of um, how I serve. So maybe right now, even though I'm doing home decor and like help, helping with clients, I see myself like going beyond that and like writing a book someday and like having a YouTube channel and just like doing all of those fun things, which sounds a little scary to me, honestly, because I hate being in front of a camera. Uh, <laughs> like, surprised to a lot of people because they're like, you are on video on like stories all the time. But honestly, I'm kind of an introvert, I say, and like as a personality. So um, me getting like in front of the camera and doing like YouTube videos on stuff is like, I feel mm -hmm. like vision, but it's also how I want to be able to give back on like a bigger scale and be mm. people through those little challenges that they're going through right now and showing them like a step-by-step -step on how to do it. Claim yeah. that vision, girl. I love it. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait for you to listen to this podcast in one year, not even five, but in one year to come back and listen to this and see how much of that you've actually accomplished just because you're so vocal about claiming it, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love it. So speaking of claiming it, when you are going through this process with your clients, I'm sure like, and just to anchor in what you just said of like helping people see a bigger vision and believing in themselves and being a leader and like allowing your light to impact others. What is the one thing that you see in your clients that you wish that they could see? Uh, I wish that they could see that they are worth it. Because so many of them don't, so many of them think that a lot of what I, I would say like have or what they see on like on designer pages is that everything is so perfect. And I, I don't think that I can have this. Like, and, and what they're really saying is that they don't think that they're worth having it. And I, I literally hear them like when I'm talking to them, you can hear it like in their voice that they, they, they are phenomenal people in life. Like they have so many hats, so many responsibilities and they don't see like all of the good things that are about them. And I really try and when I'm talking to them, I first like, I first try to understand like what they're all about and what they do. And, and I show them like how important that is. Like if they're a mom, I'm like, listen, the fact that you are able to like be a mom is first of all, like an amazing thing because being a mom is hard <laughs> very hard harder than I honestly thought it was um but like not talking down on it thinking that it's not good enough because it is it's an, it's an amazing responsibility and an amazing role to have but even just being just a boss babe in life no matter what you were um accomplishing just knowing that you are amazing and you're doing awesome things so I think they have to get I think they have to get over the um feeling of feeling like they're not doing enough and know that they are worthy of manifesting everything that they want. Everything that they want is inside of them. And all they have to do is really dig deep and do all of that self-healing that they need to do to see beyond what their current reality is and just know their worth because they are so worth it. Hmm. And this kind of goes back to what you were sharing earlier for you specifically about when you transitioned into your, from your apartment into your home and that your home wasn't a reflection of that energy, right? Your home wasn't a reflection of you being worth it and worthy and that future boss babe version of you. And so what I'm hearing is that what I'm, what I'm receiving from this is a lot of people probably think that home decor is not an essential thing. It's more of an mm -hmm. afterthought, you know, people 
don't spend money on furniture or pillows or decor because they don't yeah. think it matters, right? But what I'm yeah. hearing is that your home and how you carry yourself, your body, your self-care, your energetic vessel, like all of those things are a reflection of how you value yourself. And a yes. great first step is by investing in the container and the space that's going to support you and your values and your mission, however that shows up, whether being an amazing partner or a mom or a boss or, absolutely. you know, an entrepreneur, all those things. Yep, absolutely. Mm. Just hit it right on the nail. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So I know that there are women listening to this saying, okay, well, I need this magical unicorn in my life to help me <laughs> design my space and evolve my energy so that I can step into the highest expression of myself. So what are some resources that you have for those that want to connect with you on a more intimate level and they're really looking to make some shifts in their home? Yeah, so the first thing is let's have a conversation. Um, I do a lot of one-to-one uh, -one consultations. Um, I've been doing that ever since I started my business and uh, they're actually really, really fun. I think that every time anyone hops on a call with me, they're first like, I don't know what to expect. Um, but the whole call is um, really meant to show you that not only is home decor important and that is realistic for you, but also it's a celebration of you for taking that step and um, first reaching out and seeing how can I have all of this. Um, but it's a celebration of just like everything that they are. So I do one-to-one -one, um, consults. They're all free, free right now. And it's just a it's just a, like a 30 minute for, uh, conversation that I have with them where um, they tell me what, what spaces they're struggling with. Uh, we figure out what their design style is, what their needs are. And I give them some step, tips right off the bat on how you can make these changes right away. Um, and then if they decide they wanna move forward with me, then that is really where um, I help them with all the design stuff. So it could be a matter of creating mood boards, um, so you can get the vibe of your space, concept boards, renderings, all the like designer stuff. Um, but I also live on Instagram a lot. So I do a lot of DIY quick videos on my reels. If you're on Instagram, I'm at Mrs. Des Edge. Uh, and I also live in stories on there too. So I share a lot of the behind the scenes on what it's like to follow um, an everyday designer <laughs> on like a, a smaller scale, I would say. I mean, I share a lot of my home life on there too. So I show that I'm very relatable and I understand a lot of the struggles that people are going through. Uh, and then I also live on Facebook as well. Um, I have um, Designs by Des Home Decor page on there where I also share a lot of um, DIY tutorials. Um, and then my free community is um, a decor and declutter challenge group, which is pretty much a, a private group that people learn how to do a lot of the healthy home body habits. So like things like bed making and closet organization and decluttering. Um, it's a community for people to actually take on those challenges and also celebrate um, people that are taking on those challenges every single day. So um, Facebook, Instagram is where I really live. And then I also have a website, which is Desiree Edge, three E's in the middle.com. <laughs> I share pretty much everything, <laughs> everything in terms of um, Desiree Edge, um, I would say. Um, but yeah, those are the three places where I, um, where I really live on online. So I, I have different communities pretty much everywhere, but um, mm -hmm. those are the three places where I share a lot of the inspo and stuff. I love it. And we'll make sure we link all that. And can we just brag on your recent feature for a moment? I'd really love for you to share that experience. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, so I was featured on Home Goods um, social media page, um, which is now the, I think, sixth uh, company that has shared um, my home. 
Um, but this is the one that I feel like is one of the ones that I, is the most important one to me because the uh, picture that I shared was of my guest bedroom, which has a lot of old furniture. It's furniture that I had since I was in high school. But um, I used a lot of that older furniture and really brought that room to life by just changing a lot of things that were in there and really brightening up the space with um, lighter like comforter sets, lighter colors, um, different wall art and things like that. And so it really became um, a big transformation from what it was before, which is pretty much um, a reflection of all the extra, I would say, stuff that I had that I really didn't maybe like. Um, but now that my my home is more like bright and airy, I wanted my bedroom to, to reflect that. So I shared a before and after um, and tagged home goods because I had some home good um, products in there. And then they reshared it on their social media page. So I think right now I'm the second picture on their um, on their newsfeed right now for inspo for Transformation Thursday, uh, Tuesday. Love it. <laughs> I'm so excited when I saw that. I was like, yes, girls. <laughs> oh, Des. So exciting. I'm like, can you guys give me a shopping spree? <laughs> <laughs> can I get a sponsorship? Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Well, I am celebrating you and your light in this world and the difference that you're making through home decor, like one amazing human at a time. And if you guys want more Des in your life, make sure you join her Facebook community, check out her stories on Instagram. And of course, book a consult because you're worth it. You deserve it. And Des, you're just a master at what you do. So thank you so much for sharing your light and for being here. I'm incredibly grateful for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love you too much. So much, girl. You know, I love you. (laughs) Okay. Last question. And I want you to go like full out on this one. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Ready? ready. ready? Okay. (laughs) What are you celebrating right now? Ooh. Um, I am celebrating, um, having better boundaries within myself because I am one of those people that overwork all the time. Um, and I'm in masculine energy a lot, but in the past few weeks, um, I have worked through getting out of that energy and really anchoring in more into my feminine energy because I felt like I really needed it and I needed all the healing and the rest. Uh, so just slowing down and, um, just letting things manifest from just resting and healing, which is like uncomfortable for me. because I'm just not used to that. Um, but it's been the most liberating thing. Um, and, and I feel like it was just, it came at a perfect time because my body just really needed it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just felt all the tension and, um, I'm still, I feel like in postpartum, which a lot of moms really try and work through. So my body just went through a lot and just slowing down and resting and just taking advantage of this time that we have, um, being more at home has been a blessing in disguise. So I'm celebrating being in that feminine energy and slowing down, resting and all the good things. Mm, as our very wise friend Sandy Bow would say, slowing down is the new speeding yes. up, right? I always yes. hear her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she would be so proud of this moment. <laughs> she is. Well, I love you, Des. Thank you so love much you so for much. being here and sharing your light. And you guys, please make sure you share this episode. Tag a sister, tag Des so we can celebrate you. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. 
It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.